Welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. to our St. Andrew's podcast. It's so good to have you joining us, whether you're joining us on our live interactive podcast on Tuesday. Welcome to you all, or whether you're joining us on our audio version. I'm so glad that you're here, and we're having a great time in studio today. As always, we, we have such a good time doing this. Uh, I'm curious, coming in from outside, is yeah. my hair all blown from the wind? <laughs> I mean, it is just I know, the wind has been brutal. crazy, it and is. it finally felt like summer, and where instead of like a nice wind that cools you off. It's the furnace so, that keeps you warm. Watching the news last night, watching the weather in southwest Oklahoma, it's supposed to get triple digits. Today. Is it really? Unless you're, did, did we get a triple digits? I mean, it was you know, like it wasn't really as hot. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't until later. You're so right. But oh my goodness, today when I walked out, I thought, yep, and there's the humidity. You got to love what the humidity <laughs> does to your hair. Yes. Jeff, what does the humidity do to your hair? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Not much at all. <laughs> it's actually a little bit longer than normal right now. I, so. I was yeah, actually thinking yeah. that. I looked over there expecting a shaved head. It's like, whoa, he's got hair. Yeah, on, that's right. That's right. Day. That's good. So that's the weather. Next is sports. <laughs> <laughs> We've done sports before. Jack, what are you doing in hockey? Are you recruiting yeah. in hockey right now? I've got my cord I'm sitting on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all are wondering what I'm doing. Uh, yep, yep. We are recruiting, you know, uh, buttoning up the rest of the year. Just graduated our four seniors that uh, uh, have graduated this uh, past wow. Friday as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, happy and proud of those guys. And, you know, uh, looking looking forward to kind of a little bit of downtime. But uh, mm-hmm. there's not much downtime in hockey. Yeah. I was going to say, are, are the graduates or any of them moving on to other things, any of them, you know, minor league hockey or anything like that? So pretty much the, the majority of the guys that we got uh, graduated in this go-round um, were all uh, – Going into the work field. Okay. So, okay. Uh, yeah. one, of, one of the guys is actually going to doctor school. Uh, he's going to oh. be a chiropractor. Okay. Uh, the other one uh, is already pretty well established as a construction worker with his family's uh, construction business. They do some mm-hmm. big multi million dollar oh, wow. Amazon yeah. buildings and oh, stuff wow. like that, 3M, mm-hmm. things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, nobody uh, really going on to the pros, but uh, we've got a couple guys that are coming up next year that mm-hmm. definitely can make the cut. Have a chance. How awesome. That's so How exciting. Awesome. Good. So, we've done whether we've done sports, sports. I yeah. guess, guess we ought to do something spiritual. We should do yeah. something. It's <laughs> <laughs> been such a fun series that we're in right now. So Sunday, uh, somebody came up to me after the service, and I wish I could remember who it was. I'd give you a shout-out if mm-hmm. I remembered, but I'm uh, taking a few days off, and my brain is really relaxed right now. <laughs> That's good. But they were saying how much they just loved this series. Yeah. So not, not, not this one, but going back to oh, the first of the year and working creates. through creation. Yeah. And they go, isn't that next one? I said, clean hearts. Yeah, clean hearts and yeah. new creation. So, yeah, that's one of the things I love about when we have picked a theme, and really it's not really us picking it because it's God right. giving it to us. But this year in particular, it's there's been so much scripture to dive into with the idea of create, and I love that. And so, you know, God created, creation falls. Yeah. Uh, ever since then, the promise of God is he's going to redeem creation. Yeah. And that this is such a great promise. And this is part of what we're talking about now, that if anyone is in Christ, mm-hmm. they are a new creation. We're leading up to that. We're looking at yeah. the context before that. And, of course, Paul starts off by uh, addressing the fact that 
people come in. He always had this situation. People come in behind him and they try to yeah. undo what he's done or yes. they try to capitalize for their own fiscal yeah. profit Benefit, on yeah. how to do that. And he said, look, are, are we commending ourselves to you? No, we're, mm-hmm. we're just trying to give you a reason to boast about us versus those with spectacular yeah. ministry while we came in with sincere hearts. And that was part of the beauty of uh, what Paul did was always sincere, always yeah. passionate. Um, and he said, so sometimes it, if it seems we're crazy, just know we're crazy to bring God glory. Yeah. Because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get attention uh, to God. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's what we try to do. Maybe we do some things with a little flair for the <laughs> amazing, you know, right, have right. those moments. But it, it's really to help people connect to God and yeah. feel good about connecting to God. So if we're crazy, we're, we're doing that for God. But if, if we're in our right minds, yeah. then... That is for the benefit of other people. Right. And Paul writes that, and then he immediately follows up, and he says, either way, crazy or not crazy, mm-hmm. uh, Christ's love controls us. And so that's what we looked at this last week, that whether we're in our right minds or not, that which controls us should be Christ's love. Mm-hmm. And as I shared Sunday, which Stephanie was speaking big time, global wow. gathering, we, we need to hear more about exciting. that sometime. Yeah, um, but the you know, most people listening to our sermons, most people listening to the podcast, yeah. good red-blooded Americans. Right. And we don't like to be controlled. No. When, we, when we think of control, we think of uh, some despot, some, you know, dictator trying to rule us. Right. And a lot of people have that misconception about God, that God yeah. is just a puppet master right. making us do good or making us do bad and, right. and loving us when we're good and not loving us when yeah. we're not good. And that's just such a, so a wrong, wrong yeah. way of thinking But don't of God. you think it's because in our culture we value freedom so much and we think that somehow freedom and being controlled are opposites? Absolutely. But really, from what Paul says... It is it is freedom that allows us to surrender in order to be controlled by love. Like you can't, you know, you know what I'm saying. You cannot have that choice to allow God's love to control you without first having the freedom He gives us to allow us. And, and, and He writes about that in His letter to the churches in the region of the Galatia. When yeah. he, he says, I think it's in uh, Galatians five. He says, "It is for freedom's sake that Christ has yeah. set us free, so that we don't yes. have to indulge yes. in the sinful nature." Exactly. And, and He goes on in that uh, letter to list all these things that He said are part of the sinful nature. Yeah. But then comes back and says, "But the fruit of the Spirit." You know, yes. being free to, to live in the spirit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, yeah. goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control. Right. That whole control word again. It's so interesting. Yeah. And I, and I love, too, the analogy you used about it not being like God is the puppet master, it's more like control the, the control of a car. Because elaborate a little bit on that. Well, I, that that's the, the thing that came to mind. There's probably better illustrations than that. But, but you know, when, when we drive a car, there are things that we have to help us keep control. Right. We control our direction with the steering wheel. Right. We control our speed with the accelerator and the brake pedal. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes in our lives, the Holy Spirit uh, is, is the controller, the driving force for right. our lives, if you will. That if we're lost and we don't know what direction to go, the Holy Spirit 
is saying, okay, here's how we're going to go. Yeah. We start to get off track, yeah. lose our way. The Holy Spirit wants to say, no, no, yeah. come it's on like back over here. It's like that autocorrect where it goes beep, beep, oh, yeah. and you're getting yeah. to yeah. either uh, side so of you, the you, you got that new little sports car <laughs> that has that. I'm, I'm just like, you know, hear the rumble strips <laughs> on the side of the road whenever I'm going somewhere. Uh, but no, that that's a great thing yeah. because when you hear that autocorrect, you don't have to do anything. Right, right. Uh, yeah. But it, it's there for your safety, your mm-hmm. protection. To give you direction. And the interesting thing is when we understand it that way, I think people are a lot more willing to surrender control because that it really has to do with what you believe about the nature of God. Like you said a minute ago, sometimes we believe he's a puppet master that either, you know, loves us when we do right and doesn't when we do wrong and or makes us do right or makes us do wrong. But that is a it's such a skewed view of the nature mm-hmm. of God. But when we have the right view of the nature of God, we know that he it has our best interest at heart, that he sees the big picture where we only see a part of it, that he works all things for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So it really does make you stop and check, what do I believe about the nature of God? Well, and and how often do we see, and this is certainly not the role model that we advocate or that we would want people to hear, but how often do you hear people say, well, the devil made me do it? Right, right. (laughs) The devil does not control me. No. Uh, And it's like... I read this recently. I thought it was so good. I'm going to share it now. Uh, that uh, this, there was a pastor who was saying, I never take a day off. He works every day because, you know, the devil never takes a day off. And another guy said to him, you need a different role model. Yes. You know? and, and that's that's that's, that's, that's really true. You know, God took yeah. a day off. If you're you yeah, know, yeah. always working, you need a different role, different model, role and, model. And God gives us that. That's good. But, but then again, the whole idea of how fast do we go, because sometimes we want to move fast. We, we know yeah. something's going to go on. I mean, you know, what are we? We're just a couple of weeks away now from Josh Coates yes. coming on board so with exciting. us. And it was so hard mm-hmm. to wait on that. Yeah. You know, we wanted to make the announcement. We were so excited about it, but it's like, we can't do this until ABC right. and, and met, even though yes. we were confident God was in this, even though we were confident it was going to happen. Yeah. We had to slow down. Yep. We had, had to step to on, God's on the break a little mm-hmm. bit. And, and then there are other times I think that, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get around to that. And God's <laughs> like, okay, well, that's a good Come time. Come on. <laughs> you know, and, and so when I think of being controlled by love, those are helpful yeah. illustrations for me. Yeah. Um, because I, if, if we're not controlled by Christ's love, yeah. what are we controlled by? Because you will be controlled by something. Right. Yes. Uh, sometimes it will be by some temptation, some evil force. Yeah. You know, I'm not Selfishness. Say, or, yeah. yeah. And then there's the human spirit. Yeah. You know, all the things in myself that I have to overcome mm-hmm. because I want it, I want it now, or I don't want yeah. it, and God don't let me do it. And, well, and I, I love this phrase about love controls us. And I'm glad that you dove into the fact that we don't like to be controlled. But one, And one of the things I think that is so important as we look at this is to say, this is not just a fluffy phrase. It's not just, well, love controls us as we're Christians and we're yeah. going to go feed the homeless some sandwiches and, you know, whatever. It truly is a moment by moment decision to allow love to control you because we, we were given free will. So we get to decide what drives us, what exactly. motivates us, what does that. And so in those moments where we're sitting in the church service and the spirit is upon us and it seems easy to have love control us is great. But then when you're in the moment where someone is really frustrating you or hurting you or angering you, those are the moments where then we have to make the conscious decision to say, 
what would God do in this in this space? Because if I just react, I could be reacting out of anything. I could be right. reacting out of anger or out of jealousy or out whatever it is. But God tells us you have to be intentional about allowing love to control you. It's not something that just happens by accident. Right. And, and I actually said in the sermon there's another translation that uh, translates it. The love of Christ compels us, which which I really like. That's why we feed the homeless. We see a need when Christ has blessed us and blessings are meant to be shared. It is our love for Christ that compels us to do this. It's just like pushing us there. And one of the things I I have often talked about in marriage counseling with people is when they struggle with how they talk to one another because that's really a lot of times where things start to break down is mm-hmm. how you talk to each other and about each other. And one of the things we have talked about is that it when you are speaking, you need to speak from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And you usually won't get in trouble if you speak from a place of love. Now, yeah. how the person responds or reacts or receives that is up to them, but you can rest assured that your intentions are right as love is the one that is compelling you to right. speak. And so uh, if, if we do things that seem crazy to bring glory to God, it is motivated by our love for God. Right. If we do things to benefit others, it is motivated by our love for others. Mm-hmm. And that's really the essence of um, what we believe in in our tradition through John Wesley when we talk mm-hmm. about the idea of being perfect. It, Christian perfection. Right. Be perfect because God is perfect. Yeah. Wesley actually talks about that. He says, perfection is loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, mm-hmm. loving your neighbor as yourself. That's the easy yeah. way of, <laughs> yes. of saying it. Um, and so I, I, I love the quote. We, you know, we read it in the sermon on Sunday from John Wesley, his sermon, The Scripture Way of Salvation. Mm-hmm. When, in essence, what he's saying is from that very moment that we profess faith in Christ, mm-hmm. in, in that sermon, he says, from the moment you're justified, yeah. you know, he says, you're born again, you're born of the Spirit, you're mm-hmm. born from above, and all of a sudden, it's like the love of God just floods yeah. your whole being, yeah. and 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 hearing that, it's like, yeah, some days I wake up and I don't feel that. And don't feel flooded <laughs> by the love of God, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, what what is this love trying to do? Well, this love is trying to help us love God more, it's trying to help us love other people, and there are in, in our lives, things that we have to get rid of. Our nature is fallen. We yes. were created with all this love. Yes. Now our nature is fallen. Yes. And so Wesley goes on to say, so it expels the love of money, the love uh-huh. of evil, anger, hate, you know, all these things uh, that are not from God that seems yeah. to fill our lives that sometimes controls us. Yes. You know, that's what the love of God's going to do is it's going to try to help take that stuff out of our lives. Well, and it's such a great imagery when you think about the love of God flooding in so that it pushes out those other things and it expels those things. And, and, and the other thing I think that is true about that is that when you allow that to happen, you're going to start to see those results in your life. You're going to see the fact that the love of things that is not, that are not holy being expelled from your life, you will see the fruit of that. And the same is true of love compelling you, that you will see the fruit of that right. as well. So, so it, it compels us, it expels mm-hmm. things from us. That's mm-hmm. the transforming, sanctifying work yeah. that God wants to do in our lives so that, again, that is the controlling motivation of our heart. So often in Jesus' mm-hmm. ministry, when he was uh, preaching and teaching, and I'm especially thinking of the Sermon on the Mount, he would say, you know, uh, What's important is the attitude of your heart. Yes. You know, oh, so you've never actually committed adultery. What's in your heart? What's in your heart, yeah. And, exactly. and Jesus really brings that up. And, and that's a lot of um, what Christ does in mm-hmm. our lives is he's, he's changing and transforming and 
working in our hearts in such a way that mm-hmm. that love increases and love increasingly mm-hmm. is our motivation, our compulsion, our yeah. control mechanism in there. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we certainly think of is that love has a powerful effect on our lives. I, I mentioned something in the sermon that I want us to talk about mm-hmm. a little bit because I thought it was important, but I didn't have enough time to fully embrace it. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, I, I think there's a great cultural myth mm-hmm. that we are in the midst of experiencing mm-hmm. right now. And, and we were experiencing this before the pandemic, but it hasn't gone away. And in some ways, it's been intensified. And that is... I believe there are forces at work that really are trying to divide yes. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we look at the, you know racism. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to draw lines, and yeah. you know the sexuality things, mm-hmm. and, and that's one that's really kind of hurting our mm-hmm. denomination right, right. right now. Is that people say, if you don't agree mm-hmm. with me, mm-hmm. then you don't accept me. Mm-hmm. And you don't love me, and, right. and I don't think there could be anything further from the truth along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about, uh, well, you know, you, you know well because you've mm-hmm. heard me talk. I've, I've got a good friend who, mm-hmm. uh, in the last couple of years, has come out as transgender. This is right. someone that I, I truly love, mm-hmm. uh, and. Whenever we talk about stuff, mm-hmm. she will share stuff with me. I will share stuff with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not a problem to read these words in our exchanges. Yeah. I respectfully disagree. It, right, right, right. <laughs> and a few weeks ago, uh, she sent me a text and she said, hey, I'm going to be here. And I, I, I don't remember exactly how it was phrased, mm-hmm. but it, it essentially was, are, are you looking forward to seeing me? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to deny there's some emotion right. involved in that, but the the emotion that I want controlling me at that point yeah. is this is my friend. I love my friend. I yes. don't understand what she's going through now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's even weird for me to hear myself say right. she. Right. Um, right. But she said, you know, well, how are other people going to respond? And I said, well, <laughs> they're going to respond however they're going to respond, but that's really not my issue. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. Um, do we agree on everything? No. Mm-hmm. We respectfully disagree, right. but we don't allow that to become a wedge mm-hmm. in our friendship. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, about the example that Jesus set in that, that you know, he was dealing with the religious folks of his time, and there were so many things that he did not agree with them mm-hmm. about. And he he talked with them about his beliefs and what he thought, but he always did it in love. and. You know, I think that's such a good example for us. And I, I really do love this point that you made, that that is part of our culture today, that if you do not agree with me, then you don't accept me or, or love me. I've talked with so many people about a variety of different issues that that we will disagree about, and I've had them say that very thing to me. And it saddens me that we have dumbed down love to agreement, because love is so much more than that. And so if we're going to dumb it down, to, well, if you if you agree with my viewpoint, then that's what love is. That is not what love is in right. any way, shape, or form. There, there's two thoughts that come to mind in this. The first is to, to give everybody an example of, of what I'm talking about and how culturally I think this is causing a problem is if somebody says, oh, yeah, I had a good banana at lunch today. I really <laughs> love bananas. And someone goes, oh, so you don't like oranges. 
Right. Right. You're you're against strawberries. You know, it's it's like because I'm for this, that must mean I'm against everything else. Okay, okay, that's that's the cultural lie. Right. Uh, and now I have forgotten. <laughs> I was fixated on bananas. On, on the fruit. <laughs> Must okay. have been a good banana. <laughs> you know, recently I had a good banana. I remember telling my family, I said, I want y'all to know that was a really good banana. That's, that's why that came well, to mind. And don't you think that we as Christians have, have a really pretty important responsibility to set an example for the world and how we do deal with disagreement. Exactly. Because people are watching, and I've been embarrassed uh, by Christians on opposite sides of the fence with how they act towards one another. And and I think if we claim to be the risen people who have died to the earthly things, and we claim to be those risen people, then we need to act like it. Which is actually the next part of what Paul yes. writes in that context. Right. If, we, if Christ has died, we have died with, with Christ. Yes. Here, I, I remember what I was going to mm-hmm. say. So if I have to agree with someone mm-hmm. for them to be loved and accepted, then I have really screwed up a definition of the love of God. Yes. Because the love of God is such that when we are living in a way that is in disobedience, when we live in a way that is harmful to yes. ourselves, God's not going to sit back and say, well, you know, that's just who you are. Right. And that's who I created you. No, 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 no. God is, I love you so much, you know, th- this is not helping you. Right. You know, let my love flood your soul and yeah. let me expel these things within you that yes. are destroying your life. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying that I got that all together. <laughs> I mean, I, I am fully aware that there's a whole lot of work that God's like, man, I thought we dealt with that last week. Well, you know, maybe we did. I think I planted those seeds again. again. Well, and don't you think, too, that the beauty of that imagery of of God's love flooding us and expelling those other things is that we do not have to perfect ourselves in order to be acceptable to God. He's saying, you're already not acceptable. Let me take care of that. And it's his love that that does those things in us. And that's where I think so many people have it wrong. They think they have to become perfect before they are worthy of his love. And right. that's just not true. And, and, and I'm not going to deny that sometimes that's a lie that I, you know, if, if I just really messed up on something, you know, I, I hear that same voice. Right, and, and right. I'm at a place in, in life where it's like, no, I don't have to go there. No. I'm, I'm not going to play that. I'm mm-hmm. confident in who God is, even yes. when I'm not very confident in who I am. Right. <laughs> so, so you know, I was talking to a friend last night about some stuff, and he's like, you know, this person used to just, when you know, I was in high school, I just really looked up to them. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, you're all this. He goes, mm-hmm. and, and now I see they have feet of clay. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we were taught in seminary. Don't let your people lift you up too high, because mm-hmm. then they'll see yeah. your feet of, of clay. Uh-huh. But but the, the love of God is, is so perfect for us. Um but sometimes that's just what we need to hear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I mean, yeah, we want to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We want to love other people the way we love ourselves. But sometimes in the midst of this, what we need to know is God loves you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I firmly believe, I have preached for years, you know, God loves and accepts us just the way we are. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he agrees with everything. Right. <laughs> but he loves and accepts us just the way we are. But God's mm-hmm. love for us is so great. He doesn't want us to stay the way we are. Right. He doesn't want us to stay in the, the brokenness that we were born into in this mm-hmm. world. God wants us to be whole and to be healthy yes. and to, to live a life because he intends to use our lives in mm-hmm. such a way that we share that love of Christ with other people. Yes. 
Oh, it's just so good. Oh, I love it. Any other closing thoughts you would have I, I don't have any closing thoughts. I, do, do you have any closing thoughts you want to share today? Well, I'm just excited about as we continue through this passage of Scripture, and I would just encourage you all to sit down and read. Read Second Corinthians. Read just Second Corinthians chapter 5 so that you're with us as we're going through this. And it's just such a good passage of scripture and next week we're going to look at um, this part about living for Christ and what it means to live for Christ. And, and the exciting thing about what we're going to do this Sunday is we're going to get to hear Pastor Stephanie preaching instead of hearing me preaching. Uh, when we planned this series we said hey here, here's one mm-hmm. that you're going to do and um, so I'm excited to hear yes. what you're going to preach and this mm-hmm. Sunday uh, is also Senior Sunday. The, the thing I want to mention and remind you of if you're watching live is tomorrow night at 6.30, we do have a congregational meeting to update you on the situation within our denomination. There will be a community meal at 5.30 if you desire to come to that. We hope you will. But if not, 6.30 if you're here on site. If you're still a little uncomfortable, uh, you it will be live stream. You can find it that way. Of course, we always love to see people here in worship when we're mm-hmm. able to do that. So 8.15 is our... Uh, traditional service, 9.30 and 10.50 are our more modern services. Uh, we love having you worship with us, whether it's on-site or online. We love to hear from you, so please don't hesitate to give us a shout-out. And if any of this is helpful, don't hesitate to share it with your friends. So thank you for joining us today. I'm Pastor Dan. This is Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.